0: Turn to uh, Genesis, the second chapter, please. <clears throat> Genesis two, <clears throat> beginning with verse one. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended His work which He had made, and He rested on the seventh day from all the work, all His work which He had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because it in it he had rested from all His work which God created and made. Let's turn over to Exodus sixteen, beginning in verse twenty three. And he, this is Moses, and he said unto them, This is that which the Lord hath said, Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today, and seethe that ye will seethe, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning. And they laid it up till the morning, as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today ye shall not find it in the field. Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for it to gather, and they found none. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath, therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place, let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. So here we have the manna, and the Lord gives them enough for two days uh, every sixth day, so they don't have to get uh, have to do the, the work of gathering the manna on the seventh day. And of course, uh, we do learn from uh, Christ that if you know if you have a, uh, an ox that falls into a ditch, you're not to leave on on the Sabbath. You're not to leave it there uh, until the next day. That's not. Uh, that's, that's certainly not the intent of the, of the Scripture of, this, of the uh, Sabbath day. The Lord Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Man is not to be a slave to the Sabbath to the point of you don't take care of your livestock on, on Sunday or you, uh, Lord's Day, or you don't you know, do, do, as Jesus healed people on the Sabbath, well, you don't refuse to do good works on the Sabbath because I can't do work on the Sabbath. That's a distortion and certainly not what the Scripture is teaching. I think we all know that. What we have here is uh, interesting in Genesis and then in Exodus. Uh, we have what I would call, uh, well, quite clearly, in, in particular in Exodus 16, uh, the observing of a seventh-day Sabbath before the law was given. See, the law wasn't given until, uh, we see in chapter 20 and, and, uh, of, uh, of Exodus. Uh, So the law, the Ten Commandments, uh, which includes the fourth commandment about the Sabbath day, was not given at this time, and yet there was a Sabbath to be observed. Uh, And in fact, we see back in the beginning in Genesis, that's why I read Genesis, we saw saw God hallowed the Sabbath day. He sanctified it, it says uh, in in verse 3. Uh, so from the beginning, from the creation time, that's why it's called a creation ordinance, as opposed to the, some of the, the, the Ten Commandments, for example, were not given as a creation ordinance. But we know that the, that the Sabbath was given as a creation ordinance. Uh, we know from the Bible that, therefore, that the Sabbath rest is as old as creation. Is as old as creation. It is probable. That it's been known as the as the Lord's commandments since Adam and Eve. We don't find that specifically in the Bible, but uh, it is uh, certainly, I think, a um, justifiable inference uh, from Scripture that Adam and Eve knew about the Sabbath. Uh, Dr. Francis Nigel Lee, who has done more study of the Sabbath than anyone else I know of, has concluded that before Adam and Eve sinned, they did observe the Sabbath on the first day of the week not the the, the last day of the week as the Hebrews did, but he concludes that Adam and Eve, before they fell, the Sabbath was the first day of the week. Um, And when Christ, who's the second Adam, the perfect man, finished his work on the cross, part of that work was to restore the Sabbath to its original day before man's fall, which we do now observe, the first day of the week. So the... Point is the Sabbath day was not invented on Mount Sinai when God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, but it was temporarily changed before the Incarnation okay, uh, to the, to the seventh day, from the first day to the seventh day. So from the from the original creation to in the Garden of Eden, it was the first day. Then the fall of man to the Incarnation, it was changed to the seventh day, and it became then Christ brought, made all things new, restored to the to the before the time of man fell to the time of innocency in the garden. It became, the first, again, the first day, which was what it was originally supposed to be and was. Uh, Dr. Lee has written quite a large book on the Sabbath, which uh, if you want to find out why he thinks that and, and uh, what's the basis of that, uh, I would commend that to you. So the Sabbath is a creation ordinance. The fourth commandment, well, let's look at Exodus 20, just a pages over, uh, in verse 8. The Lord said, this is the fourth commandment, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Notice what it says here in verse 8. What's the first word there? Remember. Remember the Sabbath day. Well, you can't remember something that's brand new to you, can you? You're not going to remember something that you've heard before. So the Sabbath, again, was given before this was given. He's just saying, remember the Sabbath day. Uh, there's a, a Christian writer named William Plumer, and he has a rather charming comment, I think. He said, quote, When for his sins man was driven out of paradise, God permitted him to carry with him two institutions established for his good before the fall, before the fall into sin. One of them is marriage, the other the Sabbath day. By restoring marriage as far as possible to its original purity in Eden, that is by confining it to a man and a woman and rendering it indissoluble. The Christian religion has incalculably advanced civilization, peace, and all the domestic virtues. By restoring the Sabbath as near as possible to its purity in Eden, that is by the holy observance of all of it, not by the holy observance of all of it, man makes his nearest approach to primitive innocence and to future glory. And continuing with the quote. There is no example of any community, large or small, ancient or modern, continuing virtuous or happy for a considerable time if they slighted either marriage or the Sabbath day. Now, not long after the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, we have the account of Cain and Abel. In Genesis chapter 4, uh, verse 3 says, In process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. Interestingly enough, where it says, and in process of time, the Hebrew there, translated in the King James as process of time, is literally at the end of days. Now, that doesn't mean that Cain and Abel were living at the end of time. We we know that. But many scholars believe at the end of days means the end of the week or the Old Testament Sabbath the seventh-day Sabbath, the end of the week. Thus Cain and Abel knew that the end of the week was the Sabbath day, the day to bring their offerings to the Lord. Let's turn to another passage. In describing the flood in Genesis 7, verse 9, there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. So the animals went in to the ark, and after seven days, the waters came in the flood. So there was an interval of seven days, one week, between the time Noah entered the ark and when the Lord brought the waters of the flood. So Noah knew all about the weekly division of time. Okay, now does that say he knew about it? Not necessarily, but Genesis 8, verses 10 through 12, he twice waited seven days to send out the dove. Uh, it tells us there. And in Exodus, uh, well, that, that's Noah, that he waited for, for a week twice to send out. So there was this, their understanding of days and weeks were, uh, were, were part of their understanding. In fact, I have read that we calculate, we know we calculate years uh, based on, on the movement of the, the Earth around the sun uh, and we calculate uh, uh, hours from that and days and times and things like that. And it all has a mathematical reason uh, for saying, okay, there's, there's a certain number of days, you know, 365 point whatever it is in a year and there's a certain number of hours in a year and all this... But the division of time into a week is not, it, it's not based on anything. Uh, there's no astronomical basis for that. Uh, the only basis we have is Scripture tells us it was from the beginning. It was a coordinated from the beginning to mark the Sabbath. The reason we have weeks is to mark the Sabbath, six days to labor and, and uh, a, a day of rest. So that's, that's why we have a week. It's an interesting observation. Exodus 16, as we read, uh, the manna was given for six days only. Verse 26, six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day in it th- that sh- there shall be none uh, that we just read. So again, the week. So my point in citing all these passages is that the Sabbath commandment, uh, trying to build the case that it was given before the Ten Commandments were given to Moses on Mount Sinai. And that's why the Lord says in the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day. Remember you, because you already know about it because I gave you the commandment a long time ago. Now, you may have heard some people say and some people believe that the Sabbath commandment is an Old Testament ordinance that's no longer in force. Uh, well... Someone who says that and claims to be a believer, I would say, well, what's, what's your basis for that? <clears throat> Just because it's in the Old Testament. As far as I know, the same God wrote the New Testament and wrote the Old Testament. Uh, so what's your basis for that? Uh, we, we do know that certain things are no longer in force because Christ has fulfilled them. The uh, sacrificing the animals uh, as a propitiation for sin. Well, we know that's no longer in force because Scripture tells us we don't need that anymore. In Hebrews it says we don't need that anymore. We have Christ who is the final sacrifice for sin. So we don't need to have be sacrificing animals. So we know there's certain things in the Old Testament that are no longer in force. But where do we see that the Sabbath is no longer in force? Christ fulfilled the Sabbath and made it the first day of the week, putting it back to what it was originally. Uh, but there's certainly nothing in, in Scripture that says, well it's because of the somebody by the edge well, it's in the Old Testament it doesn't apply anymore unless it's repeated in the New Testament. Uh, well, then you have to look at then you have to ask them a question, okay, what about rape? Is that found in the New Testament? Is there any prohibition against rape in the New Testament? No, there's not. it's not addressed in the New Testament. And there's several other sins that are not addressed in the New Testament. So does that mean that there are no longer sins? Well, I don't think anybody wants to be stand up and say, well, rape is no longer a sin. Uh, so you, you, somebody if somebody comes to you and says that you can point these things out to them, lovingly so, and, and hope that uh, they will realize that they're in error and, and uh, misinterpreting the scripture. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's, no, there's no more proof that the Sabbath doesn't apply to us any more than there is that murder doesn't apply to us anymore uh, because it's, uh, another, it's another commandment. Uh, in the words of uh, Dr. Benjamin Warfield, quote, he is a miserable Christian who begins to plead that there is no distinct and expressed commandment in the New Testament for the keeping of a sacred day of rest. To say that the Sabbath is gone with the outward ordinances of Judaism is only making an excuse for self-indulgence. To say that the Sabbath is gone with the outward ordinances of Judaism is only making an excuse for self-indulgence. It's basically saying, I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like honoring the Lord, on the, making it holy on the Sabbath day. I want to do what I feel like doing on the, on, the, on the Sabbath. So you can look all you like, but you're not going to find an expiration date on the Ten Commandments. They're perpetual. Now, we're per- commanded to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Of course, holy means set apart, reserved for the service of God. That's what holy means. Set apart for the service of God. So we're commanded to remember to set the day apart for the service of God. And that's perpetual. Uh, Dr. Lee, again, has a marvelous uh, uh, comments on how we'll... Uh, our time in heaven and our time on the new earth will be a perpetual Sabbath. Um, so the day is his. It's the Lord's day, not our day. It's, it's as though the Lord says, I'm not a hard taskmaster. I give you six days to do your work and do your own pleasure, and I reserve one day for myself. You know, he could have given us just one one day. could have said six days are my days, and you get one. Uh, or one hour, you know, I get all the hours and you get one or half an hour or you get the next ten minutes a week. But he didn't say that. He says, I've reserved just one day out of six that you're set to set apart for my worship but and for your rest. The primary purpose, the primary meaning of, of the Sabbath day is our rest, our rest in him. And, you know, there's another part of this word remember that, are, that already tells us really tells us what we already know. We're very prone to forget to make the Sabbath day holy. We're very prone to just forget to make the Sabbath day holy. We want to do our own pleasure. That's just naturally wired into us. And if it weren't for the Lord ordaining a special recurring day that we're to dedicate to him, our natural inclination would just squeeze him out of our lives. So like our phones, our cell phones, our hearts need frequent recharging to keep from dying. So remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So the Lord has claimed one day out of seven for him, and we have no claim on that day. If we rob him of it by treating it like any other day, we steal from him. So it's theft as well, stealing from the Lord. So, the Lord worked for six days creating the universe and everything that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Uh, And that's the pattern he commands us to follow throughout our lives. We're to work at our callings for six days and rest in him on the seventh day. Now, it says God rested. He ceased from creating. He didn't get tired. People think, oh, you know, it's a lot of work to create the universe. (laughs) And he must have been really tired. Well, we know, that's silly. Uh, The Sabbath, or Hebrew Shabbat, means the day of rest or seizing seizing from creation uh, God took six days to create and he's no longer creating that's where the of uh, the first law of thermodynamics is correct matter cannot be created or destroyed okay that it's uh, well the Lord is not creating new matter now he is in a maintenance he's doing maintenance work now he's reorganizing and changing things, and maintaining the world. Uh, but he's, he's ceased from creation. So, Sabbath day is not only a day where we give God worship, but a day when he gives us grace, which is blessed rest from our labors. On this day, he sends a blessing down on us, straight from heaven itself. See, people don't, don't keep a Sabbath, keep a day of rest, suffer all sorts of physical problems. Uh, not to say they're spiritual problems. Man, was we, human beings were not made to work continually. We just weren't made to do that. We have to have rest, and your health will break down if you try. Spurgeon said, as I quoted from the bulletin, I'll do it for the purposes of the recording, money gained on Sabbath day is a loss, I dare to say. No blessing can come with that which comes to us on the devil's back by our willful disobedience of God's law. The loss of health by neglect of rest and the loss of soul by neglect of hearing the gospel soon turn all seeming profit into real loss. Well, to conclude, the Lord has given us the division of time into weeks and given us the Sabbath to give purpose and meaning to our work that we can see outwardly. It links our work to a joyful consummation. Every week we're reminded of the rest that awaits us in everlasting life. See, Christ rose from the dead on the first day of the week. We celebrate his resurrection, the Sabbath, on that day, as did the apostles. The resting of the Sabbath day only has meaning if it's preceded by six days of labor. It's God's covenant sign with man declaring his efficacious work unto salvation, his meaningful, uh, purposeful, purposeful, work unto salvation so that man can rest. So the relationship between the Sabbath and work brings everything into a proper relationship to God and in submission to Him. On the Sabbath we rejoice that in in the words of Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell within. It's in that confidence that man can rest. So, this is our calling. To work 6 days and to rest on the Sabbath day. So remember to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. We can't say, "Okay, here's a here's a list of instructions as to what you're to do and what you're not to do, all the things you're not to do on the Sabbath day." Uh, we are not given that. We we have Christian liberty, but we are to to honor the Sabbath day, to keep it holy, to keep it set apart for the service of God, as much as that is possible. Again, if the ox falls into the ditch, that's a different story. Uh, but we're still, we're doing a good work on the Lord's Day. We're taking care of our animals, and Scripture praises uh, the person who takes, uh, takes care of his, his animals. So we are to do that and make it uh, but as in, uh, insofar as it is, is under our control to make the Sabbath day holy and set apart to the service of God. And that's worshiping on the sabbath day uh, that's being with our families as much as possible on the sabbath day uh, having our minds focused on the lord on the sabbath day reading things that are uplifting on the sabbath day uh, studying scripture you know you, you don't need me to tell you what what those things are uh, every christian knows what they are let's go to him in prayer father we ask thy blessings upon the word preached this morning and uh Father, convict us uh, uh, even more of the need for uh, observance of the Sabbath day through uh, the various means that Thou hast given us, through corporate worship and family worship and family time and family recreation, remembering, Father, that, that let's not be legalistic about the Sabbath, that uh, we would, would uh, fear to, to do things with our family or forget that, uh, that, is, that it is a day of rest, ceasing from our labors, uh, but rather, uh, Father, guide our thoughts and uh, guide our study that we might uh, more and more uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Thank you for that. Protect us as we uh, make our way home today. And uh, we thank thee for giving us this place to worship, Father, and we remember uh, those around the world who don't have that privilege and strengthen them as well. Again, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray.